Hello everyone, I'm Annie Gibbons and you're listening to Memoirs of Successful Women, the podcast where you get to hear candid conversations with fascinating women from around the globe who share aspects of their business and life journey, how they measure their success and what they have learnt along the way. Hello and welcome to Memoirs of Successful Women. Today I am going to introduce you to Hazel Harrington, who is a speaker, branding expert, project management champion. She equips and empowers professional speakers and upcoming speakers on how to build their thriving speaking careers and also get more out of their speaking engagements. She's also the founder of her PR company, Harrington Publications Worldwide. She has certainly uh, interviewed and shared the stage with millionaires, billionaires, celebrities, uh, amazing people around the globe. And you are going to absolutely love hearing about Hazel from the very woman herself. Welcome to the program, Hazel. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure and honor to be here today, uh, together as we equip and empower women to become the leaders that they were born to be. Absolutely, absolutely born to be. And I love starting with there that we're all born with these unique human beings who just have so much potential, bursting potential in pretty much any direction that you want to go. It's about finding your purpose, isn't it? And I'm really looking forward to unpacking your journey. And for those listening in, Hazel actually is the winner of the 2021, as in this year, top 100 most successful women. So this woman uh, really, really um, knows what she's talking about and has been recognized globally for that. So let's start then. Uh, Hazel, on your journey to be this amazing person, uh, where did your journey start? How did you actually get into speaking and how did, and, and media and how did you um, make that, you know, your thing, your thing to actually be a leader in, a, a brand ambassador for? Uh, thank you for that lovely introduction, Annie. Well, my journey started from Zimbabwe and I would say my leadership journey. Um, I started uh, speaking at um, my business workshops that I was running in my restaurant. So I started off as an entrepreneur, then started running business workshops in my restaurant. And uh, the first one was absolutely successful. I had 50 women. And it just uh, started off with a passion, the passion to equip and empower other women, women that are struggling, struggling to meet the basic needs for their family. And so that's where it started. And then I started going into schools, and running women's business workshops uh, in, in every city in Zimbabwe and in terms of career guidance programs as well. So then I moved to Australia and I moved to Australia seven years ago. And the amazing thing is that once you're a leader, you'll always be a leader. Sure. It's just a matter of um, uh, overcoming the fear of the unknown, uh, different cultures, and I needed to go out there and network with others. And lo and behold, I went on Facebook and there was so many amazing women that I started connecting with. And I went to the first event, it was the Camilla ladies events. You know, they're dressing all the beautiful dresses. I got my Camilla. <laughs> I love it, lots of flow. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And what a lovely introduction to Australia. 
beautiful dresses, entrepreneurs, and that's where it started. And chatting, your network is your net worth. And then I got into real estate. And with real estate, you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to get to know people. You've got to call people. And so my communication skills started to improve in that area. And then I went back to university. And with university, you've got to do a lot of presentations. And, and obviously, I learned a lot of uh, skills in that area on, uh, in terms of communication. Then my big break came when I joined uh, an organization called the Jetty Fox Organization, an American organization that brands speakers. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I had no idea that my career would skyrocket after that because they are excellent at marketing and branding. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. So that's how we started. <laughs> it's an incredible journey. So you're actually, yeah, from Zimbabwe to actually starting in restaurants and then, you know, um, then going ending up in, in real estate and then, then becoming a, you know, a global champion in, in speaking and, and, and empowering women. It's, it's um, yeah, it's a fascinating journey that in one way, you know, restaurant, you've got to sell your product, you know, when you're in real estate, you, it's sales, it's sales and it's marketing. And also that's exactly what you do when you become a speaker, you're actually, you know, selling your brand is yourself, you, you've got to be an expert in that area. What have you found uh, the difference of the learning? Let's go right back to when you're in Zimbabwe, and you were trialing these things, and you were becoming a leader in your own self, what were your biggest learnings in your early time while you're trying new things and becoming an entrepreneur? Well, Annie, I love that question. You know, becoming an entrepreneur, you got to take a lot of risks. Hmm. A lot of people didn't believe in me, especially my family. Nobody had started a business. And whenever I'd say, because uh, my first business was a Christian bookshop, it was called Throne Room. And when I say, I want to, you know, have a bookshop and sell books, and they started laughing at me. They would actually laugh. And I was like offended because here's the thing is that a lot of entrepreneurs go through this fear of what people will say. Yes. The reality is, is that that's what shapes us. You know, there's the born leaders and then there's those that have got to overcome the facts and mindsets from generations. And and the reality is it's usually the closest to you will tell you that it can't be done. But I did it. And then from a restaurant, I then sold the bookshop. Uh, sorry, from the bookshop, I then sold that and uh, launched into a restaurant business. And by then, they knew I could do <laughs> So when I said I'm opening a restaurant, they said, oh, yes, you can. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think with the restaurant, Annie, you've got to, if in order to succeed in any business, you've got to become a totally different person. You've got to put in more hours. Mm. You. Yeah, and we're talking about uh, Hazel and brand women, you know, to speak on global platforms, speaker branding. And I always tell them the first thing I said, I always say to them is that from today, you know, if you want to achieve this and if you want to achieve these smart goals, you've got to become a totally different person. You can't do what you were doing before. Uh, that is such a good point that you you can't be who you were before. In essence, you know, we, we always are, you know, you, you, you stay true to your essence of who you were born to be. But if you, if, you, if you stay in the stage of life that you're at or the thinking that you've previously had or even doing things that have previously worked for you, you know, you'll still be limited. If you really want to step into that next space and do something creative and new, even a new industry, you know, such as your journey, that's right, from bookshops to 
to restaurants to then real estate, you're going to have to be have a mindset of constant growth and constant learning and and that daring to, you know, prove others wrong, yes, but also to be able to do it for yourself because you you want to learn and grow. You've got to stand above the naysayers, if you like. And so so how did you approach that? When you do, because all of us have had that. I've certainly had that. I know every woman that I've interviewed on my show have said, you know, oh, the naysayers, you know, like you'll always get people who tell you why you can't do something. So for you, was that a challenge to prove them wrong or was it actually more of a personal journey to uh, say, well, I just want to know what my potential is and I'm enjoying the, the learning discovery yeah and I just wanted to add there that you know before I started my businesses I was a housewife this is before I I, I got divorced and the thing is that um, even my ex-partner didn't believe that I could do it because people get so familiar with you mm-hmm. and then you but what they didn't realize is that I was studying a lot I wasn't the housewife who just sits at home and takes care of the kids I was doing market research I was growing and I, and I always encourage this for women, is that you don't stop learning after you leave school, after you leave university. We need to keep learning new things. We need to keep doing research and studying. And whatever your niche is, it, it doesn't matter if you've launched your business and it's doing it okay, maybe it's a 10% profits a month. Keep learning, keep pushing. Because the, 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 the idea is that if you're not the top 10 in the world in anything that you do, then there's still a lot that you need to learn. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so I was learning. And so every time, you know, uh, the naysayers would say this and that I confidence comes is when you know what you're talking about and you educated and you know that you can do it because I have the confidence I can do this. I've done my research. There's a problem in the marketplace. This void needs to be filled because they didn't even have cocktails at that time in the city that I was in, you know, cocktails, fancy cocktails. And I was well traveled. I would travel to South Africa, which is like another country, and I'd go to the big restaurants and I'd have a look at the cocktails because I was bringing in a new product. I was bringing in innovation. So I knew this is going to work. Yeah. If there's a market somewhere in the world, there's going to be a market in your space, right? So you're filling a void. Uh, and that's what business opportunities are about. So you knew it was is possible. It's just for you to make that possible. That's right. You're not the person you were ten years ago. You 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 won't be that who you are today in ten years. If you're in this on this journey of of you know transformation, self actualization, if you like, you are going to be constantly growing. And some of us grow and change a lot more than others. But it's interesting that people who who've met you at a certain time have a a default belief of you know who they what they think you're capable of and I I love that journey of um of saying well you might be a bit surprised here I think there's a lot more (laughs) a lot more involved when you said you were not just a housewife and you were learning all these things how did you go about learning that did you do it online did you actually follow people did you follow their journeys you know what was your revelation what was the best way for you to learn um where those skills and tips of where you wanted to go yeah, at that time, because we're talking about almost 12 years ago, and because my first business was a bookshop, I had books. I had a lot of books. <laughs> so I'd order books. When I traveled to the uh, to South Africa, I would buy books and I'd read, you know, leaders are readers. And going back to what you said, Annie, and, and I need to stress this point, 
Do you know that um, every so often I have to actually let go of people that don't believe in me? They don't see me the way that even I see myself. Because Annie, right now, I am a global leader. Mm. Whether people see it or not, I know who I am. And the reality is that I can't keep convincing people around me who just see me as Mrs. Mia's, the old Zimbabwean lady that yeah. was uh, running a charity. I've changed. And some people just, I was actually offended when a family member said to me, no, I want that same Hazel. I said, she died. <laughs> she died. <laughs> she, she died. Has. She was she has. emotional. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. She was timid. She was quiet. She used to go through a lot of uh, emotional abuse. She loved doing charity work. She had a business. But I love the new Hazel. You know what I mean? I speak my mind, you know, and and, and I'm empowering other women. And the, the reality is, is that I don't have time for people that don't believe in me anymore who uh, want, because it's a very dangerous thing to have people around you who don't encourage and motivate you, but want to see you there, you know, in the fish pond. And you're like, no, I belong in the ocean. And I'm not sticking here. I'm jumping out of this exactly. pond. Exactly. You're jumping and you're leaping and you're actually forging your whole new way. And it's kind of like, well, those who want to come with me on my journey are welcome. But if you're not, if you're actually trying to sort of captivate me in this other space, which you were previously happy with, I'm, I'm not there now. I'm not prepared to spend my time and energy being there, right? So, and it's not that you understand it. You know, some people will miss the old old Hazel. You know, they'll miss that person because they had value there. They they um, for all of their reasons, they they want you to be there. But it's not a reason for you to stay. And I think that's a massive learning for 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 women globally. That's right. That you don't. It's not that you're being rude. It's not that you don't you know care for those people anymore. It's just that for you to be able to be the best version of yourself and to be able to achieve what you're. Doing, doing that's right it requires your time and your energy and your focus right so to have that you need to be surrounded by the people who are are going to affirm you in that and to really you know help help springboard you to also the next level of success yeah oh my gosh Annie I tell you you if I tell you family members they were like no you need to go and get a job and I'm like no I'm an entrepreneur I had a bookshop at a restaurant and guess what at one point I actually listened to them. They told me what a loser I was, well, some of them, that just starting this business is nonsense, man. Just oh. get a job. And I'm like, but you know, I was laughing with my mom this weekend. I was like, um, one of my sisters called me and said, Hazel, congratulations. I'm so happy for you because I make her salary in a day sometimes. And she'd be like, oh, you know, uh, I wish I'd listened to you. And because I asked her to start a hairdressing business you know, and uh, I would help her with the brand in her marketing. So, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting journey I've been on. And if you're going through the same thing and you're watching this and your family doesn't believe you, don't give up on your dreams. Don't give Never up on give your up. dreams. Never give up on your dreams. Absolutely. So when you came to Australia, this is huge. Was that the moment of reinvention for Hazel? Do you know what I mean? Like, or was it a different timing? You know, sometimes it is that you actually to go from a Zimbabwe to Australia and to sort of suddenly have this new new space. Was that uh, a trigger for the for that whole leap into the future you, or was it actually at a different time for a different reason? Australia was perfect for me. 
I believe that we all go through a journey where we progress, we progress. My, my assignment and my journey in Zimbabwe was over. I had done charity, I had done restaurant, and, uh, and I, I, mean, I mean, as women, the marriage is over, and I needed to go to my next level, my next challenge. And when I came to Australia, wow, different cultures, different cultures. It is the country where you, can, as a woman, you can excel. As long as you want to excel, the opportunities are there. No one can stop you. The only person that will stop you is yourself. You, you, and the thing is that, in fact, at the t- by the time I arrived in Australia, Australia was the number two in the world empowerment country. And let me tell you, my first speaking engagement, I, the next speaking engagement, I went to South Africa, then the next speaking engagement led me to LA. And so, yeah. And I just grew from there. Incredible, incredible. So how did you take that leap then from real estate to setting up your own publishing company? Why did you think, okay, this is my, my future? Uh, did that happen in a planned way? You know how sometimes people go through their career and just go, okay, well, I started speaking and then I thought, gee, I should now create my own publishing company so that I can then have magazines. I know you've got a number of magazines uh, that you've got. You know, how did that whole process happen? Or were you very strategic? Are you a strategic thinker who thought, right, okay, this is my new entrepreneurial business, publishing, and then everything else that comes with that? Yes, 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 yes. Very interesting question. Now, ladies, listen to me, those that are watching you now. What happens is that when you're training with organizations, you're doing business coaching and with a university, Sometimes we get stuck in a rut where you think you've got to keep learning, keep learning, keep learning. But there comes a time where you've got to go into the marketplace, start that business. You know, we think, no, I need the certificate and I need to get my doctor before I can do it. No, I was stuck a bit, you know, because I went into real estate and I was like, no, I'm not ready. But I was ready. I was ready. I was still a bit scared to say, no, uh, what if it fails? Maybe I need more handholding and you pay, you pay, you pay, you pay. And I mean, after three years, I was like, it's enough. It's enough. You've done enough coaching. Now you need to go into the marketplace. And then I started Hazel, Harrington, uh, PTY Limited. And I started doing business coaching. And I started doing one-on-one coaching. Each client would pay me $3,000. That was a lot before COVID. Mm-hmm. Then COVID hit and I'd speak globally. And I was still going to university, by the way. So I would speak, travel, have one-on-one clients. And I also was running the charities in Africa. Then when COVID hit, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do because I had an event in Africa called Zimpreneur that I had planned. I had speakers from Australia and America traveling and I pumped my money into the marketing campaign and I couldn't get that back. And so I started a TV show uh, and interviewed a few people and then we just started progressing and one thing led to the other. And I just, because I've, I've been a cover girl for many magazines and what happens is that experience once you once you get the experience featuring, you know, on multiple covers and when you talk about personal branding, speaking on platforms, I started interviewing celebrities. I wasn't afraid. I knew I was ready. Mm. And I, I was offered a position by a German company to run their magazine in Africa. So what happened, it was called Business Booster. So my experience publishing magazines came from there. And so the fear wasn't there, you know, from featuring on magazines. I knew and from how they had trained me. So it was just pretty simple. And one thing led to the other. Yeah. And then I started to publication. 
I love that. Fear and confidence are the two words that are, are leaping out at me now. That fear of, you know, when we're, I, I'm too scared to take that next step. So many of the women that we coach, we know women globally are stuck in that that feeling of feeling stuck, you know, why are you stuck? Because you're waiting for the perfect moment, you know, well, when's it going to happen? When am I going to be qualified enough, have enough skills, be found by someone else? And that boldness to actually, it's, it's, you've really got to make that decision to just stare fear in the face and actually go, no, I will not be, I will not um, be intimidated by this. I'll actually step out and then take those stepping stones, which is exactly what you've done. Just start interviewing people, make your own show, make your own space, create your own brand you know and I love that boldness of you know making yourself your own brand your 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 trade name which is you know similar journey for me and to be able to go yeah you just keep trying new things and then all of a sudden they build and that concept that you know it's a ripple effect once you've started being on some covers or speaking at different um, different um, platforms then people will will know you and now I know you've got what four different magazines they are a I am woman global lady politico lady speaker power and lady global power I love it you are just like I am owning my woman's power you know it's even in your wording it's in your in your essence and so do you feel like you're a bit of a like you're steamrolling ahead now do you know what I mean like once you find that once you um take ownership of okay I am my own brand I am leaning into what I want to do I'm having success in that does it feel like the success speeds up you know tell us talk us through that those people who are trying to sort of get on that get getting that momentum happening you know is it all around cracking the fear and therefore getting that inner confidence or what is your what are your top tips in that area I always encourage people to get mentors I I have great mentors and my mentors are in different countries and I do it deliberately because in the marketplace, you can't only have a mentor in Australia that hasn't traveled. And then you're talking about, you know, traveling globally. Uh, She only knows what's happening in Australia. And mentors will help you to achieve success faster, definitely. Hmm. And I uh, got on my way to get mentors in uh, in the areas of my, my niche. And they've been uh, amazing. You know, we're talking about hand-holding, uh, encouraging, uh, motivating. And uh, the other thing is that I'm, I'm very bold and courageous. I've got a global mindset. Mm. You know, I don't think local. Yes. And that's what I've been trained to do. I think, I think global. Because uh, here's the thing, the difference between me and the uh, uh, a local entrepreneur is, is just how we think, hmm. you know. And it goes back, Annie, the greatest challenge women have is overcoming mental setbacks. I find my experience with women in Australia is that they follow us. They want to see it happen in America first, and then they want to follow, you know. And I, um, I, my mission is when I'm always speaking to the women in Australia is that, no, you can be the first to do it. Yeah. We can be the first. Yeah, we can be the first. But so this is why I always say that uh, Australia, even as a nation, in everything that we do, we cannot continue to be followers. We mm-hmm. are the head. We are, it's okay for us to, to be pioneers in everything that we do. And so that is my mission. And so with every even every event that I have, I'm like, where's Australia? Where's Australia? You know. And uh, but it's 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 not as easy as you think. 
now that you are meeting and mixing with so many people globally, what have been uh, the biggest differences in uh, mindset that you've found from people who are really sort of commanding their own space in business, in life, in philanthropy, uh, to those who do have that very narrow focus of, of what is possible? Um, what I love is that uh, I'm working with a lot of women that are not uh, just looking at uh, making money and profits. Just this morning, I was speaking to an amazing lady that's speaking on my platform. And at the end of it, which I was talking about my, the charity that I'm launching for single moms. And she's launching a charity for what she went through. We're using our pain, you know, to empower women. And so I'd just like to encourage uh, women that are watching that it's okay to start a business, but uh, leave a legacy, uh, create an opportunity to empower others. And I love what you're doing, Annie. Um, even when you uh, invited me to join the podcast, I was like, no, I'm going to find out more about uh, how she's empowering women because I know it wasn't a huge amount. But I believe when women come together for a bigger purpose, besides making money, we can achieve so much. And so that's what I'm finding is that even the same with you, Annie, you have your business. I have my business and a whole lot of other women, but it doesn't stop there. We have said no. Now we take it to the next step. Our profits, our influence will be used for those that I need. I cannot provide the basic necessities. Yes. So I love that. And I love working with women that are doing that. So I love to find out more. Yeah. I don't take it for granted, you know. Yeah, I love that. And you can tell the difference. And for those who, who are listening in, that's right. Everyone I invite to come onto my program, I give them that opportunity to, you know, just give a little donation so I can send a care pack to someone in need. Uh, that helps me do pro bono opportunities. Like all of us, this, you know, in our space, it's, it's wonderful to be able to have that opportunity. So with, you know, with opportunity, then also becomes responsibility and potential to give back enormously. And that's where people sort of often think everyone's, you know, in there something for themselves and yes you want to be your best self but you don't want to be selfish you know incredible um, joy comes from that opportunity to empower others to grow others to be proud of the legacy that you will leave one day on this planet and to, to have the joy of actually watching that watching people thrive watching them have their aha moments you know watching them just go oh my gosh I didn't think that was possible until I heard Hazel Harrington talk on that program on that day and that gave me the confidence you know that is the the biggest buzz, really. Uh, so tell me more about the charity work that you're able to do then. So um, tell me about um, what inspires you, what are those charities, uh, you know, and, and what are you able to do because of your positioning now? Oh, thank you, Annie. Ladies, you know, everything that we go through is never wasted. I don't know what you're going through right now. It may be um, drug addiction. It may be emotional, physical abuse. For me, I got divorced, but that wasn't the problem that I struggled for a while uh, financially waiting for the divorce settlement with my daughter. It was hard as a single mom. Mm -hmm. And what I'm doing now is that I'm using my pain, my experience, and I've launched a charity that it, it just started and we're launching it before Christmas to help single moms that are struggling. You will be shocked. You know, this is not Africa. This is not Africa that I'm talking about alone. We've got our branch in Africa. We have been Australia. We've got India. Let's come on board. And today we had United Kingdom come on board. Women are getting $25 a week child support. And it is so sad. Mm -hmm. So 
I use my pain and I say, no, I want to do something about it. It's a, a voucher system. We don't have warehouses where we stock in food. We provide fuel vouchers, food vouchers, clothing vouchers, and clothing, uh, kids' backpacks. Just those five things, because when you're starting something, don't spread yourself out everywhere and do try and do everything. Yes. Just five vouchers. And it's, I mean, I'm, I can't do everything for them, but these five things, I needed them. Mm. I needed them. And so fuel, I needed to take my daughter to school. And sometimes the light was, you know, it was yellow. And I didn't, I didn't know where the next bunny was coming. And I thank my mom. Mm. And I'm talking from experience, your pain mm. can save another woman. And I'm so excited. I'm crying because I didn't know that my pain would help other women. And I, it's a funny thing, but I actually want to thank my ex-partner for everything he didn't send through because it's been turned around for good, you know. I'm not yeah. saying thank you sarcastically, but, you know, it just brought those memories. My childhood holding her shoes. And, I, and she'd say to me, Mom, and she would just step in on the, on the ground, embarrassed, no pins. And that's why we brought the backpack. Mm. And whatever your pain is, you've overcome it. Mm. And you don't even know what to do. You want to start a charity. You use your pain mm. to empower the next woman. And you know what I love about my story? It was public. The disgrace, the shame. So that no one can say, oh, no, uh, it's, it was something normal that happened. It's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. I saw her struggling. Mm. My car. Do you know if I tell you my car, the brakes, I, I wore out my brakes to the last. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, and I want the women that are, there's a woman watching that's going through the same thing and saying, hey, bro, it's so hard right now. You're going to make it. You are going to excel. You're going to make it and you're going to turn it around for good to empower another woman. Mm. And it's called Treasures in Heaven. I mean, launching before Christmas. Oh, I love that. Treasures in heaven. Wow. That is beautiful. And where does that name come from? What's the, why, why did you name it Treasures in Heaven? Okay. Um, it's, it's still for my faith. Okay. I'm a Christian and there's a scripture in the Bible that says where your treasure is, that's where your heart will also be. Mm -hmm. and it also says that true religion is looking after widows and orphans. You know, it doesn't matter what religion that you are in, but true religion is giving back. Yes. Where is your heart? And it goes back to what we were saying, Annie, where is your heart in all of this? Is it just about, you know, yourself? And I think that we owe it, we owe society to give back. You yeah. know, even as moms, you know, uh, that's why we, we love Neighborhood Watch. We are the entrepreneur. Mm. Women watch. That's what, that's what I would like to say. And Annie, you know, if anything, if you're listening to me today, do something for good. Do something, you know, do something with what God has given you. Mm. You know, look at what's happening around the world. In case you didn't realize things are changing. Mm. Things are changing. Things are changing. Things are changing. And, you, you know, like, we've got women there that have got different needs. And even if you don't have money, you've got your hands and your feet. 
going yeah. to volunteer somewhere, you know. I think it's just move, just move, right? Just take a step. That's right. You can you can sit where you are and just go, you know, you can be in the worst stages of despair and be totally broken, you know. And many of us who have these driving passions, you know, this drives me, you know, um, of, of being able to be a champion. You know, I had four kids in two years. I had two sets of twins, you know, my early 20s, and I had a lot of naysayers and I, I was in a fantastic marriage but came through, came um, had had some uh, sexual assault and, and other traumas in my life and so it's it's actually going yeah no one wants that you're not ever saying gosh I'm glad when you say you know I'm glad this happened no at the time it's like oh my gosh this is just the worst but at mm-hmm. some stage if you can turn whatever your your pain point has been you know and we've all got different 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 pain points and it's never a competition <laughs> and it's never as if oh well mine's not that bad as someone else it's, it's not about that it's actually saying well because I have survived through this I've transitioned through this time I've I've been in that time you know I can use it to empower others to be able to say you know if I've done this you can do it too and to help them you know and that's why I started my Facebook group you know women collaborating globally you know which is free you can actually go even if you're at that time of you know I don't have anything you can still just link up with other people who can be your your arms and wings and and you know um, resource to be able to get you going and to lean into that and I absolutely love what you're able to do now because that's it something as simple as you know a backpack for a child who is you know potentially even some some of these kids are even at that stage of living in the car right you know it's it's it is really you know the effect of being a single mom in in certain areas of, of the world when you lose that financial security uh it can be a very quick downward spiral uh that can put you into a very deep place and and we know that and so by being able to gift people an opportunity just to have you know have that support you know at their time of need you know it will be life-changing i'll remember that forever you know and so the blessing of you are hazel to be able to have an opportunity a charity to be able to make that happen globally is absolutely wonderful so how will people be able to contribute for that are you asking for you know products um, financial support as well for as well as people to be able to know about it to receive uh how will that work Okay. Well, firstly, we're asking people to come on board and partner with us. And this is how they can partner with us. Uh, obviously, for the uh, different countries, for the directors, we need field officers that are going to go and uh, visit these women, uh, obviously take their details. It takes fuel. Uh, and, and, and we want to be able to make sure that they are comfortable as well. And then uh, the on, it's a, a strictly online system and how it works for the viewers now. Now we're not talking about organizations that are going to come in partner for the, the running of the running cost of the business is that now, let's just say Annie wants to empower a woman in, I'm not going to say Australia because that's too easy, in India. She just yeah. goes on the website Treasures in Heaven, which is not yet online. She goes on to Treasures in Heaven website. She'll see there there's a voucher system there's $20, $50, and then she'll click on $20 voucher. It can be fuel. She chooses. She'll choose clothing. She'll choose shoes for kids. And then what she does is that she clicks on it, and then she clicks the country she wants. I want India. That goes through our system. It goes through our database. And then that goes through to our India office. And these women receive vouchers every week. We are not giving cash. It's yeah. strictly, we don't have warehouses. 
but we partner with people like Coles, uh, Maya, because they provide the clothing. So obviously it's important to be part with the right people that are not yeah. too expensive. Yeah, uh, fruit and veg uh, companies. So that's what we do. And it's so simple. It's so easy. We do want the hassle of having a warehouse. I mean, yes, people can donate backpacks, you know, yeah. that's fine. We're not saying don't give it to us, but sure. how the system uh, is going to work, simple, easy. It is so simple and so easy, but also so big vision for be able to make that happen. Because that's exactly it. When you get yeah. the right partners, they have these products. They're happy to make it happen. We can give it in vouchers and then it makes it easy for a consumer. There's so many businesses that when you then have that local model, you know, that's right. The person who's actually in their time of pain has to then get to you and then they'll get a mixed match of whatever's been donated. Do you know what I mean? So not that we're not yeah. thankful for that. You're always thankful. Uh, but to be able to do it at this level, I absolutely love it. And I love the concept <laughs> that it can be global and, uh, you know, that someone can be just blessed anywhere in the world through this system and also that's right that it does get given in vouchers it can be used you know in those right ways and and uh, particularly yeah something like petrol just being able to get your kids to school or um, their activities you know that's that's just priceless yeah fantastic so so where to from here hazel what do you do next you you you've done this incredible journey you're now speaking all around the world you're one of the top 100 most successful women doing in your space doing what you do uh you're now having the opportunity to meet with people you know no one would be impossible right once you get to this mindset of you know well i'll just see if they're available i'll see what can happen you know where does your mind start going of what is truly possible above even what you're doing with the charity work and with your magazine okay uh so uh, like I said, end of this year, we're launching the charity. Uh, we're going to be going to different countries. But we are actually uh, gathering together with former uh, first ladies uh, in Africa. And we're going to be running uh, different events, uh, discussing how we can empower we, because that's, that's where I need to be, because I'm affecting a certain segmentation, you know, that's in the marketplace. But now we've got former first ladies Obviously, they've got influence and we're working on bigger projects. And now we're talking about nations. I've, I've always known that I'm called to the nations mm-hmm. and I've called to be a woman of influence. I want to use my influence for good, you know, and try and make sure that I, I keep my morals and my, and my ethics, uh, you know. And in my journey as an entrepreneur, not everybody's going to like you. You know, it's, it's useless to think that uh, everybody that you meet is going to like you. But yeah, but building strategic partnerships and empowering women, I feel so good empowering women. You know, I'm I'm running uh, the Lady Americas next month. And when I'm speaking to them, like, you're going to bring this, you're going to speak and you're going to smash it. You know, for some people, like, why are you doing I'm like, I love it. I love it because I used to be there. So Yeah. yeah, I'll do that until February. And then we start doing the events with the former first ladies. I've got some uh, Australian ladies. I said, whatever you're doing in Africa, I'm in. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay. So I put their names down. So if you are a, a businesswoman and you want to partner with us for projects in Africa, with ladies, uh, contact Annie and then she'll get in touch with me or email me at info at com. 
And uh, yeah, we're looking forward as a, as a group from Australia. Let's do this, a group Australia going to Africa, meeting these former first ladies, and we're going to do a tour. I know that right now it's, we've got uh, Ghana, uh, South Africa, and South Africa. So uh, we will do probably a week and go to the different countries and then we'll see what happens in 2023. Oh. So you're welcome. <laughs> I would definitely come join you, Hazel. I'd love to be involved in that. And I'm sure as so many other people would would love to as well. Uh, I think so exciting. So exciting to know that, you know, connecting with people of influence, it's all about using your influence in the right way, you know, to the biggest potential, you know, opportunity. Uh And then once you're in this space, it's like, that's why, why I think earlier in our conversation, you're like going, I'm too busy for that, you know, too, too busy for the, the naysayers, too busy for the people who want me to be this previous person. Do you know what I mean? Because you're, you're so owning your space. And it's like, gosh, suddenly you say time, you know, there's not enough time in the day to do all these amazing things. It's like, you just don't want other people zapping your oxygen, right? It's like, no, I'm too busy um, just using my influence and not just you, you connecting with people around the globe who really can make amazing things possible. And that's what it is. It's making the impossible possible because it, it really is. It's just actually saying, well, who can we do it with? How can we make it happen? And then there are so many people globally who can um, just, you know, chip in would be happy to, to help people out. Um, absolutely fantastic so who is i'm going to ask you to who who have you interviewed that you have been most inspired by and why um i would say mel gibson followed by charlie sheen i'll tell you why um with mel gibson i i actually cried he was my first celebrity interview and why I cried, I cried before I went on stage because I couldn't believe I had arrived, you know, where I was and I was just about to interview him. Yeah. And whether we'd like to believe it or not, hard work will actually take you before kings and people of influence. It took hard work and investing in myself. And when I interviewed him, he actually wanted to find out more about myself. I thought I would be doing all the asking and he wouldn't even be interested to hear my story, he had actually done a bit of background and, and was, we talked about Zimbabwe, even before I started talking to him about uh, his story. And so that was just lovely about Jim. He's very gentle and uh, a man full of wisdom. Charlie Sheen shocked me. He has a charity and he also, uh, you know, loves to help. And obviously I found that out before the interview and he talked about it with so much passion mm-hmm. and it made me realize don't judge a book by its cover yeah you know yeah you know and and when he talked about it and he talked about um, you know uh, people judging a book by its cover you know people judge you before you open your mouth it's the same thing uh, being a woman of color it doesn't happen everywhere but sometimes we have to work harder because we judge even before we speak and yeah. so we both learned during that interview that, you know, it's important to get to know someone first before you judge them. Mm. Yeah. 
we all know that once you tap under, you know, go under the hood, you never know what's happening with people and people are really interesting. And that's what I think it'd be amazing to be in your position interviewing uh, so many um, unique human beings who must get must get frustrated themselves just having this image, but they have to rise above that, right? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what other people think of you. You just want to be be leaning into your, your genius zone. So what about the first ladies then, you know, for that role, do they really see that as a, uh, an opportunity? Are they hard to engage to come on your journey or are they actually usually like, I, I would love to use my, my positioning to do greater good? Well, I, I do communicate uh, with, uh, uh, I, especially there's one lady that I communicate with regularly. She's just so lovely. She uses, uh, she wants to use a story to come and speak on our platforms. And so I think uh, their journey is just like us. We're talking and we're empowering the next person. They've also built foundations and they're doing a powerful, powerful stuff around the world. And so I think for people, for where I'm at, hearing what she's got to say is important. You know, the obstacles, the challenges that they went through. Because, I mean, we, like I said to you, right now, our focus is on our communities and, you know, but they, they've got like nations, you know, and I cannot imagine what that's like. So, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. A nation of, of young girls who look to them, you know, it, incredible responsibility and an honour uh, to be positioned in that way and then to be able to then capitalise on that well into the rest of their lives once you've had a position like that of what you can then uh, continue to, to give back and, and to do so with other like-minded women around the world. Wow. Well, it's been such a joy to interview you today on my program. What are your final top tips of, you know, this, this podcast is called Memoirs of Successful Women. So for the women out there listening at all different stages of their life, they might be, you know, stuck in a really uh, challenging situation. They might be on their journey, still trying things, you know, back in the days of, okay, I'll try this and I'll try that, trying to find their true purpose. You know, what is success to you and what, what are advice can you give them on uh, following their pathway to success? Yeah, I think for me, success is to be healthy physically, mentally, psychologically, and not being a mess, you know, pretending that everything's okay, because I did a lot of that. I was, pre I would, I used to pretend I'd be on a stage somewhere speaking to 9,000 people, but it, I, things were not okay. Number one, um, talk to people. Talk about it, you know. Uh, don't keep things to yourself. That's the first thing. And this includes those that are going through physical violence and, you know, domestic violence, that kind of stuff. Number two, I, I success. I'll give you five success tips that have helped me. Number one, I think I said that to Annie, that in order to become an, a, an expert, an authority in your niche, you've got to work harder. You've got to put in, uh, I, would, I would say, an extra three to four hours that you're putting in right now. And you'll see how you'll grow. Uh, second thing is have smart goals. Goals, write things down. I get highly annoyed when I go to meetings and, or, or you know, we're watching something with powerful people and you don't even have a pen and a paper. For <laughs> me, that's lack of wisdom because you think you can remember everything. That's not true. Write things down. Set your smart goals from the most important to the least important and mm -hmm. then start working on your goals. Number three, if you fail, it's okay. Hmm. Now you know. 
how to do it. Because we're talking about ne negative setbacks, fear of failure. You know, everybody has failed at some point. I know Annie, you and I, we started something. It didn't, even some businesses, you know, won't even take off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Number four, create the balance between life and family. You know, uh, success is not just about money. That's the most important thing you're going to take away from this. Success yeah. is not just about money. We've been talking about this, give back to the community. Family is important. Create a balance. Don't always be somebody that's at work neglecting your family, your children, because the children watch what you do. And then number five, network, network, network. Go out there and network. And I know because of COVID, it's um, a bit difficult, but go on social media. Don't be afraid to go on LinkedIn. These days we meet people online in yes. everything, in everything that we do. You know, this thing of being silent and in the background and saying you're just a watcher and you've got your online business. You have no business being online and nobody knows about your business. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. So network and invest in social media marketing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, they are top tips, Hazel. That's right. Don't be the best kept secret ever is the message. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just um, you know, if you're you're a present, let, let's unwrap you, right? Let's just see the yeah. essence of who you are. Let's start sharing that with people. And even if you feel that you're just totally, you know, humbled amongst the midst of people, you know what? That's right. The online community allows them to be right there. You know, Hazel is right there. I'm right there. Just, just come and don't just watch engage say hello make yourself known tell us what you love show your passion show your drive you know let people see your energy and amazing things will start happening and also i love what you started there of just putting that extra effort you know that's right there's so many people think you're lucky you know it's amazing how lucky people are who work bloody hard right <laughs> and they do that you know it's it's blood sweat and tears it's learning it's crying it's like wow i thought i was on the right path but then now i've learned something i'm going to choose not to be a it to be a failure how can i turn that so that my next learning opportunity do all of those things that's right be proactive in your goal setting i love that knowing how you're going to measure those goals you know what are we actually here for how am i using my time how can i contribute how can i learn uh the fact that it might be financial or it might be unfinancial i absolutely love that top tips today it has been such a joy to interview you on my program and i'm wishing you all the best on your future success hazel i'm looking forward to following your journey and i'm looking forward to being part of that global community of women just making amazing things happen uh what a blessing you are to this world thank you so much thank you annie i've had such a great time on your show i didn't even feel the time pass <laughs> thank you so much it's a pleasure thanks so much for listening to this episode of memoirs of successful women you can find me at anniegibbons.com where you can download my free resources, get connected on social, and check out my online magic transformation program. If you love this show, feel free to subscribe to future episodes. And of course, share it with your friends. I'll see you again soon. And until then, happy podcasting.